no matter how much we invest in education and we fill their coffers, there's a hidden problem that's decaying the money that we give. Every year, IDAs across the state, they waive taxes meant to go to school children. Just last month, an IDA in Western New York approved $172,000 worth of tax breaks to two fast food restaurants. We don't get much bang for our buck out of subsidizing that type of economic development, but the hidden story is the bulk of that money was supposed to go to school districts. So we created Throughout the state of New York, industrial development agencies give out tax breaks to companies in order to bring and expand operations to local communities. From entities as large as Amazon to as small as an A&W restaurant, these deals usually involve companies paying reduced property and sales taxes over an extended period of time. But as investigative post J. Dale Shoemaker has reported, those deals can have expensive consequences for the community, including its children. Those expensive consequences include nearly $2 billion drained from public schools each year throughout the state. State Senator Sean Ryan believes these speculative business deals are trading away children's futures. Shoemaker sat down with the senator to talk the business of economic development and how it may be hurting communities. From Investigative Post, this is Newsmakers. From my perhaps limited point of view, it seems like New York and Western New York in particular have a penchant for uh, big flashy projects. I'm yep. thinking of yep. the Tesla factory, <clears throat> the Bill Stadium, uh, even the Stamp Park out in Genesee County. Um, is that a good way of doing economic development, you know, big landmark projects, or are there better ideas for how to direct our tax incentives? So I would probably shy away from saying, you know, good or bad, but I would say it's high risk. Mm. So if you want to do what I call silver bullet projects, this one silver bullet is going to change, you know, fill in the blanks economy, Buffalo, Batavia, Syracuse. Those projects have a very high failure rate. Mm. If they hit, then we're all happy. Uh, but by and large, they, they usually don't hit. So I've subscribed to a, a broader idea of economic development. If you really saw the plan that was put together for the Buffalo Billion, by our Regional Economic Development Council, led by Howard Zemsky. The Brookings Institute uh, helped us prepare it. They really looked at five areas of the economy in Western New York that we thought could grow. Hmm. They were all in what we call the tradable sector, whereby you would create things here in Western New York and sell them all out of the region. So the money coming in is new money into the economy, and that's actually how you establish economic growth. An export model. An export model. Mm. Rather than recirculating money in the eight counties of Western New York, uh, try to get things into the tradable sector, whether you're trading with California, Pennsylvania, you know, or, or, or another, another country. Mm. That's how you expand your economic uh, pie. And so you know, the, the silver bullet projects are often in the tradable sector, which we like. Um, but the problem is it's, you know, sort of that old adage of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm. So we had this great plan for the Buffalo Billion, uh, but Governor Cuomo was a notoriously impatient person. So that billion would have been spent over a decade 
and hit on very various parts of the economy from uh, advanced industry to finance to medical technology. Uh, but suddenly we got, we have to invest in the solar facility. Mm. And it quickly went from a $200 million, which was, oh boy, that's a fifth of the billion. Is that a good idea? To a $400 million, to a $600 million, to an $800 million and counting. Mm. So really the impact of the Buffalo Billion, it was so, it was meaningful, but it could have been so much more meaningful if we didn't put all our money in sort of on one horse. Sure. And the horse was turned out to be uh, the horse called Tesla, driven by a, a, an irrational, uh, despotic billionaire named, named Elon Musk. So it, it hasn't really worked for us because we were supposed to be this hub for, for solar technology. And we were supposed to have this revolutionary solar roof that was going to change everything. Uh, right now, there's no roofs being made. We did not create a hub economy whereby suppliers and spin-off industries would be all over Buffalo. You know, not, none of that happened. Uh, Governor Cuomo got to tell a good story for a lot of years. Um, you know, right now we do have a viable factory, which we're all happy for, uh, but it probably doesn't count as a good investment being that they spent almost a billion dollars of public dollars on that company. Sure. And I have I have two two things I want to follow up on with that. Sure. Um, first is just something I'm curious about. Do you have any constituents in your district who have a solar roof? No, because I don't think you can buy a solar roof today. Mm. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's a thing. I think it was more of a figment like Bigfoot or the abominable snowman. Sure. People say they've seen them, but the proof <laughs> just, it just isn't there. I went through that facility several times because for a while I made it my business to keep, you know, Tesla's feet to the fire. Mm -hmm. And it was almost some days you went through and that you seemed as though they were they were putting together like a play for you to see. Look, we're making solar roofs right now, and they had people packing things. You thought, are those really solar? Is this really happening? But it turned out that was mostly a show, mm. um, and. I don't think you can buy a solar roof right now. Interesting. When just just to follow up on that, when was the last time you were in the factory, and what did you see? I disengaged from them, them, you know, a few years ago. Once I just got an idea that they weren't an honest broker, mm. and that you know, continual conversations just didn't really get you anywhere closer uh, to the truth. I spent more time in the factory when Panasonic was there. Mm. Panasonic uh, had a few good lines rolling here for a while, but you know they ended up in in sort of disputes with Tesla, and so they they uh, they pulled out of out of that that part of the factory. So when Panasonic was going, they they were more of an open and transparent company. Tesla also uh, has a thing for uh, you know strange secrecy, so they don't like people coming through the factory. They always say, "Well, we're afraid of corporate espionage," but. There's really not a lot of trade secrets going on in there. I think it just really fits the personality of of the of the owner of, of Tesla more than anything. Sure. Have you been through? I have not had the pleasure, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so to I guess to move on to another topic, um, I want to talk about your legislation a little bit. Um, you recently introduced a bill that would, uh, at least by my reading, seem to radically reshape the way that tax subsidies are doled out, uh, at least at the local level. Uh, right. This is Senate Bill 89. 
Um, and as it's written, I want to read this. Um, it would make it so that towns, cities, industrial development agencies, those kind of uh, bodies would, not, uh, quote, may not waive any taxes or enter into an agreement for payment in lieu of taxes if such taxes would otherwise be received by a school district. Now, that would seem to go at the pilots, uh, payment in lieu of taxes uh, for property taxes, um, the biggest portion of which go to schools, meaning that the economic incentive packages that we write about a lot here at Investigative Post, um, those would be smaller because the biggest portion is the, the school taxes. Um, tell me about why you took up that legislation and what you're hoping to do with it. Sure. I mean, I believe we put ourselves in this position with our industrial development agencies where they were trading school funding um, in kids' futures you know, to make speculative uh, business deals. And what would then happen is that school districts would have less money for their kids, of course. But then the school districts would just come to the state and say, I need more money for my school districts. Why do you need more money? Well, because my IDAs gave away our tax base, so we can't run our, mm. our school districts. But it really just added to you know huge cost uh, to the taxpayers. You Because know, remember, every time the IDAs waive taxes on somebody in your taxing municipality, everybody else has to pitch in more money for that tax bill. Um, so it creates a, uh, a, usually a winner and then a lot of, of losers. And in this case, the losers and the people on the short end of the stick have been school kids uh, having, you know, diminished school programming because, you know, the big buildings and the big real estate ventures and companies are not paying I into the, the tax burden. We also found out that looking at the IDAs, most of them are subsidizing companies that are already in New York State. Usually they're already in their taxing uh, jurisdiction. So it's not like they're enticing people from outside. And so sometimes you see Erie County competes with Monroe County, or in the worst case, you see um, Orchard Park is competing with a subsidized Hamburg um, company. Mm. So being that it's all already in New York State, if you take away one of the tax subsidies uh, but leave the other ones on the table, that means every IDA is still on an even playing field. And so when the counties compete against one another with tax subsidies, it's still all, all equal. Uh, but it does take a chunk of it away that's intended to go to uh, the school children. Sure. Now, I am curious to ask you about this. The legislation as it's written right now, it's a very short bill. It's only like a sentence or two. Is this something that you actually want to see enacted into law, or is this kind of sending a signal to the IDA saying, there's a new there's a new man in charge, and I'm going to hold you accountable. I would say uh, both, um, but it's a serious business as we more and more of our state budget is taken up by school taxes. School taxes, uh, you know, the largest you know payer into the school tax bills are local property taxes, but as the IDAs keep exempting large payers from taxes, it just means the state portion has to has to grow. So it's almost like we're taking money out of one pocket, you know, and in, in, in put it into the into the next pocket. So we need to stop just sort of shifting, shifting that around. But it's also just this acknowledgement that you know we're not dealing with out of country or out of state companies uh, usually. 
you know, we're dealing with, you know, sort of strange uh, IDA deals like the Niagara County IDA waiving properties and school taxes for an A&W root beer, you know, really doesn't make much sense. You know, Hamburg waiving taxes for, you know, last mile distribution center for Amazon. Well, meanwhile, Amazon in the previous four years had built two other similar facilities in Erie County in towns that don't have IDAs and that they paid their full taxes. So it's really important that we level off uh, the, the playing field. And I know the IDAs will balk at this um, because you know they're, they're good at balking, but it still leaves them all competitively in the exact same spot. No IDA will be have an advantage over another one because no IDA would be allowed to give away school taxes. I see. So is this something that you think your colleagues in the Senate are going to agree to? I mean, maybe some other Democrats might agree with you. Maybe even some of your Republican colleagues would agree with you because that would be, you know, theoretically less state money having to go to schools. Right. No, I, I think we can get, you know, agreement around it. IDAs kind of operate in the shadows. Um, the title sounds really good, industrial development agencies. You know, who wouldn't want one of them? And when they were created in the 70s, it was really at a time when a lot of deindustrialization was happening and, you know, what do we need to bring businesses into New York State? But it was all premised on this, you know, this idea of big industrial development. You know, we're going to get the GM plant, the Saturn plant, and we need to compete with, you know, another state. But that's not how they're really used anymore. It's businesses who are already going to locate here will pick a location in New York State that has a town IDA that will give them a tax break. So, you know, to go back to the Amazon in Hamburg, uh, Amazon needed a last-mile distribution facility in the North Towns. They built one in Tondawanda. They paid Tondawanda full taxes. They needed one in the eastern suburbs. They built it at Lancaster. Lancaster IDA said, you're not eligible for any tax breaks, and they just built it. They were going to build one in the South Towns. They were looking at locations in Derby and Orchard Park. And then the Hamburg IDA said, we may not be the best location, but we can give you something no one else can, multi-million dollar tax breaks. So what do they do? They move their, their location. So suddenly Hamburg has a big essentially a plot of land that's got a building on it that doesn't pay any taxes. Now, the kicker to that whole thing is it was a bad deal to start with, but made even worse by the fact that it's empty right now because Amazon hasn't even moved in. Right. And I guess similarly, uh, Amazon had proposed going to Grand Island um, only to hit a snafu with Erie County and went, you know, not five miles across the border into Niagara County for $124 million. Yeah. I mean, you could say that Amazon didn't really hit a snafu in Erie County, that they were testing to see how much money they could get. They sort of set the benchmark, and then they moved that project to Monroe County. Mm, I see. And then they reset a new benchmark and said, well, now we need one closer into Buffalo. So then they went to Niagara Falls and built another one there. So, you know, Amazon itself has been particularly adept at having taxpayers pay for their buildings. Mm. Uh, Last I looked that in, I think, the last four years, Amazon has eaten nearly $300 million of state tax dollars. 
And you know, well, why in the world are we giving money, you know, to, to to Amazon? They need to be in our region to do business. That's part of their business model. So we're not enticing them. We're just enticing them to pick town X versus town Y. But they need to be in New York State in these different areas to to conduct businesses. Yeah. Um, now, I want to go to the other piece of legislation that you've proposed. Um, this is the, the dealing with the case you mentioned recently, the uh, A&W restaurant. Um, for those listeners who aren't aware, this is um, a case that uh, we reported on here at Investigative Post recently uh, in which the Niagara County IDA uh, has proposed giving uh, a total of $172,000 in tax subsidies to a franchise restaurant uh, developer to build an A&W uh, burger joint and uh, a Moe's Southwest Grill. Um, you have come out as you know, being very critical of these subsidies and have introduced legislation to close what you see as loopholes being sure. exploded by the IDA. Um, just explain, I guess, what caught your eye about this particular proposal and why you felt closing loopholes was needed. So let's go into the Wayback Machine. Okay. And if we go back to this idea of the industrial development agencies, supposed to bring large-scale industrial jobs into New York State. Why industrial jobs? Because those are jobs that pay a lot of money, and they're stable, and you have health benefits. So somehow the IDAs have, have morphed from that into you know, subsidizing retail venues. And it became so prevalent uh, about a decade ago that they were funding car dealers, law offices, restaurants, pizzerias, bars. So in 2013, we passed a law saying, IDAs can no longer give any subsidies for any retail or service industry. So we sort of shut, shut that down. Um, pizzeria is still open in Western New York. Sub shops still open. Car dealers still, still open. But we left two provisions in that law uh, to, to give the IDAs a little bit of room. And one was if you were building a venue that was going to bring tourists into your area, Tourism is commonly described as somebody coming to your area from over 100 miles away. And then the second little wiggle room we left is that if you're in an uh, economically distressed area, that you're, you know, if your subsidy is going to help lift people out of economic, uh, bad economic conditions, then you have more latitude. Somehow the Niagara County IDA decided that a&W Root Beer will not only be a destination that will rival Niagara Falls. People will come from all over the country to see an A&W. And that somehow it would lift people out of economic uh, distress. So they granted them tax abatements. Now, it's kind of silly and you can make good jokes on it. But if you sort of look at the number of restaurants that are currently in Niagara Falls, each of those restaurants pay taxes. If they want to put on a $100,000 addition, well, they're paying their 8 or 9% sales tax on all the construction material. Sure. But somehow we're picking out a national chain, Moe's and A&W's, and saying, all your building supplies, tax-free. We're going to treat you like you're a school or a charity. And then you're not going to have to pay property tax on your building. Hmm. I mean, how, how do you say that is good for business development in Niagara Falls? You're not yielding jobs that are permanent, that are consistent, that you can raise your family on, that provide health insurance. 
And then second, you are just putting every other shop at a competitive disadvantage. So Moles will be able to sell you a 20-ounce Pepsi for a cheaper price than any other restaurant in Niagara Falls because Moe's doesn't pay taxes. Mm. So it's really, it really makes you question you know, some of these deals. And you know what's a root a lot of these deals are? Is that the IDAs are self-funded. So every time they do a, a project, they take a cut of the total project cost. Mm. So they get to pay themselves. They get to pay themselves from good deals, awful deals, or deals that never should have been done. They always end up winning. It would be almost like if you went to the casino with somebody else's money. And, boy, it must be a lot of fun. But that is kind of how the the IDAs work. So we have a bill that's going to tighten up the retail retail subsidy for tourism, where if you choose to use that, you're going to have to get a third-party verifier to say, yes, in fact, this is a a, a tourist uh, destination. And the only time that's been used locally is through the ECIDA, Erie County, which under Mark Polencars has run a very tight ship. So when the Pagulas built their their venue downtown with the hotel and the skating rinks, they said, you know, we want a tax abatement because we think we're going to juice up the tourism economy. Mark Polencar said, prove it. And so the Pagulas went out to a legitimate third-party consulting company and said, I want you to tell me who's going to come to this facility if I built it. Lo and behold, they came back with a report. The report verified that they're going to bring people from over 100 miles away, that you're going to host hockey tournaments. You're actually going to bring fresh money uh, into the area. And that, that was granted. Uh, but more often than not, they're, they're not the best deal. So, you know, I think Moe's uh, is one that makes you scratch your head or laugh. But uh, the Lancaster IDA for a while was really taking the prize. Uh, they gave a, a tourist subsidy to a Gold's Gym, saying it's the only Gold's Gym in Lancaster. And then uh, the Russ's uh, Steak, Steak and Chops is a uh, regional tourist de- destination that's going to bring people from hundreds of miles away. Sure. And so like you mentioned, um, and I just want to make sure you know the listeners understand this to a degree, Regardless of what these IDAs are subsidizing, whether it's a Gold's Gym or an A&W or, you know, something really great that actually is bringing, you know, jobs and and money into the local economy, they are getting a fee based off of the size of the tax subsidy. So they are, you know, staying afloat and being able to operate another day, depending on, you know, regardless of how that deal works out. That's right. Hire staff, hire accountants. You know, the IDA boards are political appointees usually. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, you know, it's sort of, you know, once again, either gambling with somebody else's money or being a venture capitalist with somebody else's money. So, you know, the Hamburg IDA did a really bad deal on Amazon. Um, empty facility. But guess who still got their cut? Mm. The Hamburg IDA. Right. And... So your legislation would seem to close those loopholes and just try to keep the IDAs on the straight and narrow a little bit more. Yep. It's a nonstop effort because, you know, we thought we closed that loophole in 2013. And lo and behold, we find find it's being exploited. Mm. You know, this idea that IDAs in general are a bad idea isn't just an uh, idea held by me. Under Governor Mario Cuomo, 
he stopped the IDA program. We passed a law saying no more IDAs can be opened in, in New York State. Mm. Um, the hard part about it about to do now is how to defang and minimize the current uh, IDAs because you know they manage to stay open. They're bond issuing entities. And as long as an entity has outstanding debt, they can't be dissolved. Mm. So you'll find that these authorities, you know, they just find ways just to you know, keep going. Short of like Dracula. Mm. You know, it seems you can, you know, drop bricks on Dracula's head, burn Dracula, shoot Dracula, but keeps getting out of that, that, that grave. This video was brought to you by Investigative Post a nonprofit, nonpartisan watchdog organization. Our newsroom is powered by supporters like you. For more news, subscribe to our weekly newsletter. And you can make more investigative reporting possible by following the link in our bio and making a donation today.